Fact on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, Patriots, and welcome back to another episode of Occam's Razor. I hope everyone out there is having a lovely day. I want to thank you, everyone, for joining me today. I also want to say thank you to all of the new subscribers uh, who must have seen me last night on the Tell Patriots Devolution Power Hour. We did a breakdown of the pit. I'm going to be talking a little bit more about the pit today. Of course, I would be remiss if we didn't also discuss the winning primary season that we continue to watch play out. We had Alaska. We had Wyoming. And there's just so much more. I wasn't here to talk about President Trump and the raid on Mar-a-Lago, so I've got a whole bunch of tidbits of information for you. Do me a favor, guys. Don't forget to like and share this broadcast on your favorite social media platform. I certainly do appreciate it. We are live out there on Rumble. What's up, Hotbots? We're live over on Getter, on the Foxhole, Hill.net. If you have not tried the Foxhole.app, I highly recommend everybody does. It is a Patriot platform. All right, guys, so we're going to get right into it. Without further ado, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and here we go. Good news on that front, you guys. I've been waiting on a purchase that I made, gosh, like over a year ago. Uh, It's an SBR, short-barreled rifle, so I had to go through the NFA process. I was only able to purchase it with the help of a very dear subscriber. So you know who you are. I just want to say thank you very, very much for your, your generosity. I also need to say thank you to a couple of people who sent me mail that I picked up right before I left for the pit uh, last week. Now, the only problem is I got the mail when I was leaving town, and I have seemed to have misplaced the actual uh, information. Now, I have this card that I got from Hunter and Hayden, two of the cutest little patriots out there in America. I also have this shirt that was purchased for me. Uh, You know who you are. You sent me a picture of us meeting at uh, an event from last year, so Send me an email so that I can thank you properly. I also got this shirt right here from Tipsy Elves. This is a pretty cool one, a patriotic dinosaur shirt. Uh, So I just wanted to make sure that uh, I put that out there and let you guys know that I appreciate it whenever you send something to my P.O. box. You can get to the information about my P.O. box in the description below. Uh, Let me do a quick refresh here on Rumble. I want to make sure everything's working. Yes, it is. Thank you very much. Thank you for you. Thank you all for being here with me. Uh, you know, it's a it's an honor and a privilege to be able to bring you breaking news and, and my news and commentary and all of this stuff. Uh, it is a wild world. But you know what, guys? I said this the other day. Uh, I got a number of emails after the pit, people saying that they were upset with the presentation. They didn't like the way that it went. They didn't like the information uh, or they didn't like that RSBN didn't stream the entirety of it. And I don't want any of you to think that. I don't understand where you're coming from. You know, I fully get it that you want the information and you don't want to feel like it's being gatekept. Well, trust me here, all of the information that we got, you guys um, have probably received in its entirety from a number of different people that were there. I think we had a couple of hundred uh, independent journalists and podcasters and uh, I hate the word influencers, but I mean, you know, there are people there who uh, just post stuff online. Uh, and uh, and people have been writing great articles. Kanakoa wrote a great article on it. Uh, Cognitive Carbon wrote a great article on it. I'm going to start writing articles on Substack as well. And so once that is created, actually, I think it is. I think you can go to redpill78.substack.com uh, and you can sign up for free. Uh, I haven't even set up the thing where you can support me financially. That'll probably happen down the road. But If you would be so kind as to subscribe to that free newsletter, then I will start pushing stuff out through there because then I'll know that people want to read what I'm about to write. So let's get into the good, good news. So 
as I stated in the introduction, we have two primaries that were held yesterday, one in Wyoming and one in Alaska. Uh, yes, my birthday is August 30th. That's correct. Uh, so um, I'm going to be 44 years old this year, guys. I can't even believe it. Uh, so the primaries in Wyoming and Alaska were a mix of good news and bad news. So in Wyoming, it's fully 100 percent good news. Liz Cheney is no longer a congressman. She is going to be out of a job come uh, January 1st. Uh, in, in, in Alaska, it's a little bit different because uh, it's a nonpartisan primary and the top four vote getters uh, in each category that they are looking to elect moves on to the general election. So you're going to see both Lisa Murkowski and Telly, Kelly Shabaka both of them are going to be in the primary, and it looks like uh, Patricia Chesborough, who's a Democrat, and then also Buzz Kelly, who's a Republican as well. Now, the race was tight between Murkowski and Shabaka, uh, and that's about a difference of 5,000 votes, with Lisa Murkowski being the number one vote getter. Now, in between now and November, a lot can happen. Lisa Murkowski, in my opinion, has already revealed herself to be a total rhino. She is not somebody that we want in office. And generally speaking, the people of Alaska are pretty libertarian. They're pretty freedom-minded. Uh, they want to live and let live. They don't want to be told how they have to act or what they have to do. If you've ever been to Alaska, you know, it's basically rugged country, a lot of mountain men, people living off the land. Uh, we have at least one person who watches the show, son of a green card. I don't know if you're out there. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, he knows what I'm talking about. You know, we have mutual friends that live in Alaska uh, and uh, the people there are good people. Kelly Shabaka, in my opinion, is the person who should be winning this race. Is it possible that the deep state stacked it for Lisa Murkowski just a little bit so that she would come out on top in this primary? I, absolutely. I, I mean, I put nothing past them. Uh, but in between now and then, you know, Patricia Chesborough, she may find that the nearly 10,000 people who voted for her are not interested in helping her advance. They might think that Shabaka or Murkowski uh, are the better bet. Uh, so in the meantime, I expect you're going to see a lot of campaigning. I think you're going to see a lot of messaging coming out of uh, at least those two top candidates, Murkowski and Shabaka. Uh, and then if we move on to the race for governor, uh, a man named Mike Dunleavy, who is a Republican, he took a substantial portion of the vote, 63,178 votes. And then Les Gara was the next closest vote getter, but Bill Walker, the third most closest, was not far behind, 33,244 and 33,063 between the two of them. And then finally, Charlie Pierce, also a Republican with just over 10,000 votes, he's going to be advancing as well. And then if we look at their U.S. House race, uh, they have uh, an open primary, and then they have a special general race. And the special general uh, is, of course, right here with Sarah Palin. So we had Mary Peltona, who's a Democrat. This is kind of interesting. Uh, 53,343, excuse me, 342 votes. And then Sarah Palin right behind her with 47,783. Nick Begich is a name you might have heard before. I'm a little bit familiar with him. He's got 40,972 votes. And then Tara Sweeney, much, much or, uh, smaller in the back of the pack with 5,427 votes. Uh, so, you know, it's anybody's game at this point. I, I think we might see uh, a bit of an alliance between certain candidates. Certainly, again, I, I'm, I've got my money on Sarah Palin. She was great for Alaska before. Mike Dunleavy appears to be very popular. And then uh, Kelly Shabaka is the non-deep state candidate. So moving on to Wyoming. In Wyoming, uh, we saw Liz Cheney absolutely decimated yesterday, you guys. Liz Cheney went up against Donald Trump, and the will of the people was to support Donald Trump. Uh, I'm sure that everyone saw that uh, uh, meet and greet that CNN did. I think it was at like the uh, county fair or something like that, or maybe it was the state fair. But literally every single person but two 
said that they could not stand Liz Cheney and that she needed to get out of there. I saw a, a, a quotation earlier today. This is the first time in 100 years that we haven't had uh, a Bush Cheney or Obama uh, or Clinton in, the, in, in some elected office. So all of these major cabal candidates have all now been pushed to the side. And uh, this really is a new day here in America. Uh, I need to real quick say thank you to a couple of people on Buy Me a Coffee. Actually, I'll I'll wait till the end. It looks like these are just thank yous, no questions. Uh, but thank you very much for supporting me, you guys. Uh, so Liz Cheney lost by a massive, massive margin. Harriet Hageman, who is, of course, the Trump-endorsed candidate in the state of Wyoming, uh, you know, they called it early for her because she was like 30 points ahead of Liz Cheney from the get-go. And it was very clear early on that there was no path to victory for Liz Cheney. Uh, she went down and she went down hard. Uh, and uh, here is the election whiz. I saw the election whiz uh, quoted, I believe, on Fox News or something the other night. I thought that was pretty crazy. I remember when this guy came onto the scene. Uh, let's go ahead and take a listen to Harriet Hagman's victory speech, because uh, I, I think uh, we, we need to see what this woman sounds like, because she's certainly going to be in Congress come January. We're fed up with the Green New Deal and the socialists who created it. We're fed up with the attacks on our fossil fuel and energy industries. We're fed up with an open border. We're fed up with human trafficking. We're fed up with fentanyl flooding our country. And we're fed up with illegal immigration. We're fed up with the liberal media, Twitter, Facebook, Google, and YouTube for blocking conservative speech. We're fed up with our government and universities censoring conservative thought, canceling debate, and rewriting history. We're fed up with the corruption in the FBI, the Department of Homeland Security, the CIA, the NSA, and the We're fed up with mask mandates, vaccine mandates, the CDC, the NIH, the WHO, and the misinformation campaign surrounding COVID-19. And we're fed up with Anthony Fauci. with the politicians and the elitists in D.C. who are getting rich while the middle class falls further behind every year. We're fed up with Joe Biden, with Nancy Pelosi. We're fed up with the January 6th Commission and those people who think that they can gaslight us. And we're fed up with Liz Cheney. November 8th, we're taking our country back. Oh, God. Did anybody else get presidential vibes from her? Obviously, that was not her uh, victory speech. That was a campaign ad. But holy jeez. Harriet Hageman hit every single beat. She knows exactly what she's talking about. This is why Liz Cheney will not be advancing, why Liz Cheney will be out of a job come the end of the year, because Liz Cheney is not in touch with the American people. Liz Cheney is only in touch with herself and the cabal dipshit dumb shits that she has been connected to for the entirety of her political career. If it wasn't for her father and his position in that pyramid, that hierarchy, Liz Cheney never would have gone anywhere in Wyoming. And can you think of a, yes, you know what? You're right, crazy lady, IRS. That's the only thing she didn't mention, but this ad here was made before the expansion of the IRS. So I will begrudge Harriet that one issue right there. I think that potentially in the future, she can add that to her repertoire. I think Harriet Hagman is going to come into Congress and she's going to be an absolute 
pistol. She is going to do everything that we, the American people, would like her to do. And I will be perfectly happy if Harriet Hageman can take that position and lead from the front of the pack, show America, show the rest of Congress what the world needs, what America needs, based upon what they do there in Wyoming. And I have to be perfectly honest with you guys. I believe that Harriet Hageman will not be the only congressional delegate that's going to be exactly this way. I think that the entirety of Congress is now going to be overrun in a good way with America first, MAGA loving patriots, people who understand the will of the American people. Because right now, we do not have representative leadership in Washington, D.C. In fact, we don't even have leadership. We have people who bow. We have people who kneel to the Chinese Communist Party. We have people who only show up to pick up a paycheck because they get it direct deposited. They don't have to show up anywhere. And half the time, they don't show up to vote. And the only time they do is when it's going to benefit their lobbyist friends or the people who are giving them those paychecks. Checks. Aunt Sophie says, ooh, I love this lady. Thanks for all your hard work, Zach. Thank you very much, Aunt Sophie. I appreciate that. So yeah, Harriet Hagman is my kind of gal. I am so excited to see her there. Liz Cheney defeated by Harriet Hagman. This is one of my favorite memes. The Liz Cheney as George W. Bush meme and the Liz Cheney as Miss Piggy meme. Uh, man, yeah. So watching this race last night, guys, watching the votes come in, uh, it was incredible. Absolutely incredible. I believe this is the final. Yep, 99% uh, were reporting. Harriet Hageman came in with 113,000. Liz Cheney, only 49,000. Over two to one. Over two to one. And Harriet Hageman called it. Harriet Hageman brought it home. Now, did you guys happen to see Liz Cheney's concession speech? Liz Cheney's concession speech called back to like uh, uh, you know, all of these 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 days of old here in America. She she compared herself to Abraham Lincoln. She compared herself to the generals of, of the wars here in America as if Liz Cheney herself was fighting a war. She was she was fighting a private personal war against Donald Trump. But again, the reason Liz Cheney didn't win is because she decided to go up against Donald Trump. The people of America love Donald Trump. The people of America are done with the cabal swamp rats like Liz Cheney and her father and George W. Bush and the career politicians like Nancy Pelosi. We need new blood in Washington, D.C. We need new people to come in. And I'm so happy that we've got these strong, beautiful, conservative women who have been mothers, who have been business owners, and who are sick of getting kicked in the ass. They are there to take names. They are there to bring it home for everyone that is watching this show and all of the people in America who get it. Let's listen to a small bit of Liz Cheney's concession speech. Of course, broadcast on CNN. Two years ago, I won this primary with 73% of the vote. I could easily have done the same again. The path was clear. But it would have required that I go along with President Trump's lie about the 2020 election. It would have required that I enable his ongoing efforts to unravel our democratic system and attack the foundations of our republic. That was a path I could not and would not take. All 12 people in the audience giving her a standing ovation. Thank you to Janice M. Man, Janice MB. Wow, I really appreciate that. She says, you should consider a run honest, intelligent, and well-spoken trifecta. Well, uh, that's uh, that. Thank you very much. I'm honored at the idea. Um, You know, uh, maybe, maybe sometime down the line, uh, but not at the moment, because I feel like what we're doing here is uh, is really important. Who knows? Maybe I will end up running for something uh, here in my home area. But now this is the portion where Liz Cheney likens herself to Abraham Lincoln. Take a listen to this. The great and original champion of our party, Abraham Lincoln, was defeated in elections for the Senate and the House before he won the most important election of all. Lincoln ultimately prevailed, he saved our union, and he defined our obligation as Americans for all of history. Speaking at Gettysburg, 
of the great task remaining before us, Lincoln said that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from this earth. So those words are absolutely lost on Liz Cheney. We have a failed and broken establishment that is running this country and has been running it for a very long time. We have an election system that is completely broken and flawed that has so many possible instances where you could cheat, where you could inject votes, where you can simply anoint whoever you want to be president, to be, you know, congressman, whatever it might be. Liz Cheney's mandate to go against Donald Trump was a mandate to destroy everything that was good about America. I am so glad that Liz Cheney took that 73 percent that she won by two years ago and completely flipped it on its rear end to show America exactly who she is and exactly what she stands for, because it is not the people of Wyoming. It is not the people of our nation. Liz Cheney has no business comparing herself to Abraham Lincoln. Liz Cheney comparing herself to Abraham Lincoln is an affront to the memory of Lincoln. You know, (laughs) only in the way that Abraham Lincoln successfully went to a, a showing of the play where he was assassinated is Liz Cheney somehow like Abraham Lincoln, because in the same way she was successful in this race for congressman, she lost. Unfortunately, Abraham Lincoln lost his life And Liz Cheney is not what America needs. Uh, I'm extremely excited to see what Harriet Hageman does for us. Uh, Let me see here. Uh, Oh, this is the exact same video that I had pulled up earlier. This is what Donald Trump had to say about Liz Cheney and her race. Congratulations to Harriet Hageman on her great and very decisive win in Wyoming. This is a wonderful result for America and a complete rebuke of the unselect committee of political hacks and thugs. Liz Cheney should be ashamed of herself, the way she acted, and her spiteful, sanctimonious words and actions towards others. Now she can finally disappear into the depths of political oblivion, where I am sure she will be much happier than she is right now. Thank you, Wyoming. This is exactly what's going to happen. Liz Cheney is going to disappear into the depths of the political abyss, the swamp that exists in Washington, D.C., but I don't think she's going to go away. And let's break this down. Liz Cheney right now has proven herself as the number one uh, defender of everything that goes against what Donald Trump and the American people believe in. She is indicative of that swamp culture, believing that there is something wrong with Donald Trump and that we need to have a different level of politics here in America that somehow You can only be a politician if you've been a career politician, that you can only be a politician if you say exactly what the deep state wants you to say. That's Liz Cheney. okay? but that's not what we need. I have said this before. I voted for Donald Trump. The the first thing that made me decide I was going to vote for him was because he wasn't a politician. I have my entire life witnessed what happens when you put career politicians into public office. They just get elected over and over and over again, and they never solve any of the issues. They never address any of the systemic problems that have been facing our nation for decades, generations, okay? Career politicians will ensure that additional career politicians end up coming through the ranks because they will get the trust of the people, they will get elected, and then when it's time for them to go someplace else, they'll give their endorsement to somebody else who's exactly like them. I think that Liz Cheney is going to take what small momentum she has among the Republican swamp rats, the rhinos that dislike Donald Trump, and the Democrats who, you know, pretty much hate Donald Trump, and she is going to spin that into a run for another public office. I think Liz Cheney's going to run for president, and I think she's going to run as a Democrat because she can't run as a Republican. They kicked her out of the Republican Party. So can you imagine? Right now, it is being broadcast by a number of different people within the Democrat Party that Joe Biden is not going to be running for president again. And that, and this is assuming 
that we get to 2024 and the Democrat Party still exists. Even if they don't, I think that Liz Cheney will take the hatred that exists for Donald Trump in the rhinos and by people on the left, and she will use that to become the only candidate that the Democrats will support because Joe Biden is not it. Joe Biden is not going to be able to run for office. He's barely able to stand up. When he was signing that uh, uh, the, the Inflation Reduction Act, I mean, the man was barely conscious. He, he wasn't there. Uh, Yuri Naka says, cheers to Liz Cheney being unemployed. Thank you very, very much. Yes, I am extremely excited about Liz Cheney's prospects for further employment. You know, I don't think they give you unemployment when uh, you lose your job as a congressman. But Liz Cheney could run for president. Now, this is the thing we need to watch for. Is she going to start a political action committee? Uh, is she going to start an exploratory committee? And uh, I, this is a, this is not just based on what I've seen with regard to Liz Cheney or the uh, statements in her speech where she compared herself to a past president. There was a story that was out earlier today uh, that I saw that uh, it was a statement from someone who is connected to Liz Cheney, somebody who knows her personally. Uh, and they said that Liz Cheney believes that she is destined for bigger things. You know, how many times in America have we seen where the children <clears throat> of powerful politicians uh, end up running for public office so that they can be a powerful politician like their daddy uh, or like their mom? You know, I think that probably if uh, Paul Pelosi Jr. isn't um, uh, indicted on something— very possible he'll end up running for something out there in California. Certainly George W. Bush, um, uh, uh, Jeb Bush. Hold on just a second. Uh, hold on. Where is the... I had Jeb is a mess on here someplace. Uh, but you see what I'm talking about. You know, the children of politicians, they get into politics, they create these political dynasties. So it makes a lot of sense just based on that that Liz Cheney would end up running for president. But there was a segment from uh, Joe and Mika, Morning Joe and Mika, earlier today, uh, where Joe was talking about Liz Cheney's speech and her reference to Lincoln, her references to Grant, uh, and uh, and talking about how uh, scared the people on the left are right now because they see what's happening with this red wave. All of these MAGA, America First politicians just sweeping into office, this wave of, of populist sentiment that's taking place in America right now. You know, they would have us believe that populism is a dirty word. They would have us believe that nationalism is a dirty word. Well, I'll tell you what, if we don't take care of our own damn country, there's not going to be a country here that can take care of anybody else out there in the world. And of course, that's what the Chinese Communist Party wants. They want America to fall. They want America to crumble under the weight of its own corruption so that they can sweep in and they can take over our land, they can enslave us, and then they can use that land to, to, to make food for their own people. Because right now, they just don't have the opportunity to do that. Uh, Low Country Brooklyn says, yes, true. However, the rhinos of the party will have to toe the line of party disloyalty. One would have to look closely at that also Wyoming DNC platform and policy committee's outlines on party disloyalty. Maybe they would. Maybe they would, Brooklyn. But I tend to think that the ultra rhinos within the Republican Party are so disgusted by what they see in Donald Trump and not just disgusted, but they are scared to death at the prospect of another Trump presidency. They are scared to death at the prospect of a populist uprising here in America because it means that they lose control of the House, means they lose control of the Senate, and eventually, once again, they lose control of the White House itself. So I think that they would be willing to look past that. I think that those rhinos, and I'm not necessarily talking about people that would endorse her, people that are currently in public office, but certainly there are Americans out there, however a small, small minority, that don't like Donald Trump and would just be willing to vote for the Democrat candidate if it meant that they didn't have to vote for Donald Trump. So Liz Cheney is kind of like this compromise for a nation divided right now. She's not really a Republican, but she has run as a Republican. Okay, She's been, uh, as far as I know, a lifelong Republican. So they're going to have people out there in America who are conservative, kind of, who see Liz Cheney as somebody they could vote for. And then you've got all the Democrats who are looking around right now and saying, who the hell am I going to vote for? 
because certainly I can't vote for Joe Biden. And I know that I hate Kamala Harris. So what do they have? Gavin Newsom, gruesome Newsom. People don't like Gavin Newsom. Uh, Liz Cheney, however, is kind of, you know, like the, the choice that they can make. And I think, you know, all of this will be revealed. We'll see if it happens. But that's what I think is going to happen. I think that Liz Cheney is going to go uh, end up running for president. And uh, look at this. So how long has Liz Cheney been in Congress? Six years, six and a half years, almost going on seven years. Uh, during that time in Congress, guys, Liz Cheney, on a salary of $174,000, has had her wealth increase by $36 million. $36 million. I think that any one of us, in our entire lifetime, will probably never make $36 million. This is an obscene amount of money. And it's absolutely mind-boggling to imagine how she could have possibly, possibly, in a legal sense, have made that much money. $36 million in six and a half years in Congress. You know, that's you know roughly $6 million a year in wealth that was generated. Certainly, I think since 2017, I think Liz Cheney has been taking advantage of uh, the lack of laws against insider trading in Congress. She probably learned that right from Nancy Pelosi. Mm. And as soon as she came in, Paul Ryan elevated her to chair of the House Republican Committee. And since she's been the chair of the uh, unselect committee on January 6th, I mean, how many book deals do you think she's put together? Uh, how many interviews do you think she's given where people ended up paying her big bucks? I'm sure all kinds of speaking appearances. Look at this. In 2018, her net worth was $15 million. So in four years, she has raised nearly double that, even more, over double that. When she came into office in 2017, she had $7 million. Wow. $44 million Liz Cheney is worth today. Uh, and don't forget, her husband also has his own scurrilous connections to people like Hunter Biden, if I'm not mistaken, uh, countries like China. Uh, so you can bet that a whole bunch of that money came from ill-gotten gains. I wonder how much Dick Cheney is worth. Uh, I've never actually looked into that. So... It's clear that Liz Cheney has uh, no shortage of funding. Liz Cheney is going to be just fine, and uh, it's no big deal that she's gotten kicked out of office. Now, do you guys remember the other day when I did the, the story on the new Project Veritas FBI leak uh, with the kind of one sheet about uh, militia violent extremists? This is all part of that plan to turn the FBI and the DOJ against the political rivals of the Democrat Party. Uh, and again, it's all because we are gaining power, because we are gaining steam. People look at something like January 6th committee. They are disgusted by what Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger and the Democrats have done. They are not going to be okay with the federal government turning on the American people. We saw that in this past week when the FBI raided Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. You know, uh, I did a, a short video while I was away for the pit the, in this past week, uh, and the polling on the FBI raid is just incredible. Uh, you know, already 70% on the day of, of Republican voters believed that it was a political hit job, political persecution, and it was urging people on to make sure that they voted in the midterm. And you better bet that every single one of those Republicans who believe that's a hit job, and by the way, that number is closer to 90% now, all of those people are going to be voting for the exact antithesis of someone like Liz Cheney, of someone uh, like any number of Republican rhino politicians that we have in America, someone like J.R. Majewski in Ohio's 9th District, I guarantee you. J.R. Majewski is going to be swept into victory, just like so many other America first, first term congressmen and women. This is going to be an incredible, incredible time. Joe Biden, even if he remains president for the last two years of his term in office, he's not going to get a darn thing done. And he's not going to be able to veto every single thing that comes across his desk. And even if he does, we're going to have the support to override those vetoes. 
and we're not going to have a problem doing it. You know, there was a measure of decorum in years past where, oh, you know, you, you don't always go against the grain. Well, the grain right now has been completely destroying the fabric of our nation. I personally am not willing to just continue on and allow this country to be torn apart at the seams by a failed and corrupt establishment. And I believe that these new politicians that are going to be coming into office are going to feel the exact same way. And the wonderful thing about it is that these people are not career politicians. We have a lot of first timers, people like Jr. of course, uh, pretty much every single person in Arizona. Uh, Low Country Brooklyn says Jr. took no PAC money, no dark money. You can donate at jrmajewskiforcongress.com. That is absolutely correct. J.R. Majewski is a man of the people. So what does that mean? Well, they have to they have to come after us. OK, I think that the IRS uh, decision that they just made, 87,000 new IRS agents, brown shirts that are going to come uh, and uh, and knock on your door. People who are working in gig economies. OK, so let's say that you are a uh, a private contractor. You're doing like graphic design work or something like that. You're probably doing a lot of transactions with like Cash App and PayPal, uh, maybe some other type of uh, digital currencies. You're not, you know, getting a check and going to a bank. Those are the people. Uh, Marines aren't supposed to use big words in public. Let them think Marines are stupid. Then we kick ass and take no names. (laughs) Okay, I I can totally see that. I can totally see that. Uh, Yes, appear weak when you are strong. Uh, Definitely. So. What they have to do is they have to come after us using the legal system, and that's exactly what they're doing, again, with the IRS agents. Uh, That's, again, what they did with Donald Trump and Mar-a-Lago. They're trying to see what he knows. They're trying to uh, weaken him in some way before we get through the midterms, because maybe if they can weaken Donald Trump, that means that his candidates are going to have a smaller chance of winning. And certainly they want to ensure that he's not going to announce that he's running for president again. Well, we got that uh, one sheet from the FBI the other day identifying militia, violent extremists, right wing extremists, essentially as people who are patriotic American citizens. One of those things on there was the Gadsden flag. I've got a Gadsden snake hat. Uh, There's uh, Gadsden flags that fly all over my neighborhood. People in Florida are based, you guys. I absolutely love being down here. Uh, Now, also, Ron DeSantis has announced that there is a new Gadsden flag Florida license plate. You better believe later today I'm on my way to the DMV and I don't care that my license plate doesn't need to be renewed until next year. I will pay that extra fee and I will drive around with that Gadsden snake on my license plate and I will proudly tell people that I am considered an FBI, by the FBI, a militia violent extremist, because I am not a militia violent extremist. I'm simply an American citizen who cares about the future of this nation, just as every single one of you does as well. So now we have a new DHS whistleblower. This is a new intelligence bulletin on domestic violent extremists. And apparently it was released as a result of that raid on Donald Trump's home. Let's go ahead and take a look at it. So this is from August 12th of 2022. Uh, This is coming out from the Department of Justice and uh, the FBI and uh, Homeland Security. So it says, this joint intelligence bulletin is intended to provide information on the potential for domestic violent extremists to carry out attacks on federal, state, and local law enforcement and government personnel or facilities. Did you guys know that the FBI recently uh, put up uh, enhanced security measures around offices and certainly in Washington, D.C. They basically did what Congress did in the wake of January 6th, uh, trying to make themselves appear as if they are somehow victims in this situation. You know, as far as I'm concerned, from everything I can see, the people of America may not like the FBI, but nobody is going out and attacking the FBI. We, the people, are the ones who are getting attacked by the FBI and the DOJ on a daily basis. So, you know, maybe they should be scared. Maybe they should be worried that if they're going to treat the people of our country, the ones they're supposed to be protecting like criminals, then maybe they should believe that it's not a good idea. But I don't think that people are going to start attacking the FBI. Uh, They just put out a notice saying that they anticipate a dirty bomb to show up at FBI offices or or a a right-wing extremist to plant a dirty bomb. 
Let me just go on the record and say, guys, please do not commit any unlawful acts. Do not commit any acts of violence. I feel like my audience is uh, very intelligent that the people who watch this show are not the types of people who are going to go out there and do stuff. But that doesn't mean that they might not try to entrap you into putting yourself in a potentially illegal situation, such as the Whitmer kidnapping plot. Uh, You know, those guys probably never believed that they were ever going to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer. Uh, They were lured into it. They were given drugs. Don't use drugs. They were uh, plied with female FBI officers. You know, if you have a good-looking female FBI officer who you just think is a good-looking conservative woman who uh, likes to shoot guns and wants to take you to the range and then take you to a hotel room where you guys are going to hang out and, you know, watch some uh, streaming and chill or something like that, you know, who knows? Who knows what somebody says in the heat of the moment? But it sure looks to me like these guys were entrapped by some dirty FBI agents, both men and women. But the women, those were the insidious ones. So... Don't go doing anything stupid is all I'm trying to say. Uh, So anyways, they are just basically saying that they're anticipating these acts of violence, armed encounters. Uh, This goes back to the events that we saw in uh, in Cleveland, I believe it was just the other day. Also, while I was traveling, Uh, they're expecting to have threats made against law enforcement, the judiciary and government personnel. Uh, And this, of course, is in response to the FBI's recent uh, raid on Mar-a-Lago there in Palm Beach. Uh, So they are coordinating with a number of different agencies, uh, and they claim to have observed a number of increases in threats, both online and in person. Uh, They say that there should be an increase in observed violence and calls for attacks against federal law enforcement, the judiciary and government personnel. Don't ever do that. Uh, If you see somebody on Truth Social acting a fool, Just unfollow them. You probably should report their account because uh, that person, you could save that person's life. You could probably save them from ending up in a federal prison somewhere because you better believe the FBI is watching all of this stuff. Okay, they are keeping a very close eye on what anybody who loves Trump is posting. Uh, So continuing on. Uh, they uh, they just kind of talk about the tactics, the past behaviors, the the things that they are expecting to happen. Uh, they are telling their agents to look for a couple of key things. Uh, any persons online with specific details of an intended violent activity, if they're saying that persons or people need to be targeted, they give a time frame. If anybody is assigning roles, if you are out there planning a terrorist attack on social media, you're probably not the sharpest crayon in the box. Uh, also, people who are claiming religious, political, or ideological justification or validation of those for a planned violent attack. Uh, any unusual purchases of military-style tactical equipment, stuff like body armor, personal protective equipment, uh, in a manner that raises suspicion of planning. Uh, If people are communicating with or seeking to develop a relationship with violent extremists or being contacted directly by them. So that means they are watching your messages. They are trying to make sure that you're not doing this stuff, Uh, looking for people who are purchasing explosives. Uh, Also, unusual acquisitions of weapons or ammunition. Do you mean like the billions of rounds of ammunition that the IRS has purchased over the last several years? Because that's unusual to me. Why would an IRS agent need to have uh, that many bullets? Uh, Also, if someone changes the way they act, uh, their physical demeanor, uh, or if they start attending weapons training, that could mean that uh, they are planning an attack on the FBI. Uh, Clearly, some of these behaviors... Uh, are just average, everyday behaviors that people go through. If you are a Second Amendment advocate, you want to be safe about the handling of your weapons. You want your trigger discipline on point. You want to perhaps know uh, how to do some close quarters shooting uh, because quite often we are protecting our homes. Certainly, we are protecting from the overreach of a failed and corrupt system uh, if you find yourself suddenly surrounded by a, a bunch of FBI agents. Hopefully, nobody actually has to be put into that position. Uh, And uh, I just want everybody to be aware that they are looking for behaviors that could be totally innocuous. Uh, And if they decide that they need to come after you, then they probably will. Uh, So hold on. I saw Gaffer saying something in the chat. Uh, Yeah, uh, you know, at at the end of the day, guys, I'm going to go back to my statement about 
the intelligence of people watching this show, the intelligence generally of people in the truth and freedom movement. Yes, we know that this is a failed and corrupt system. We know that government overreach is a major danger to our rights and to our liberties, but you have to be smart about the way that you fight back, okay? There are ways to stand up for yourself and your rights that do not include getting into a physical or dangerous, deadly altercation with agents of the federal government. Uh, And I just think that everybody should be aware of that. Now, uh, one other statement that I made there about getting entrapped, about uh, perhaps these FBI agents uh, coming to try to get you to do dangerous things. If somebody says, hey, it's a good idea that we go shoot up the FBI field office or we're going to take some DHS agents hostage, you say, get the F back. Don't talk to me about that stuff. That is absolutely not a good idea. You need to go do your own thing. And uh, if that's what you want to do, well, you know, then you're going to get yourself basically uh, murked by a cop. Um, We've always thought that on January 6th, there were agent provocateurs who were on site, that there were people who were directing the action. Certainly, we saw video footage of Antifa members dressing up like Trump supporters, Uh, While I was there on January 6th, I saw people wearing uh, militarized stuff. I saw guys with earpieces. Uh, They were acting violent. I saw people staging in a tent behind the Capitol building. And it's now come out that there were at least 20 undercover FBI and ATF agents embedded in the crowd on January 6th. There were also several undercover Capitol Police agents. Now, I'm sure you guys remember Jeremy Brown right here, Green Beret Jeremy Brown, hero who gave his uh, his life and his freedom for America to protect us and to uh, uh, keep those rights and liberties sacrosanct and, and completely protected. Jeremy Brown was approached by FBI agents who came to his home to try to recruit him specifically to become an operative on January 6th. And when he refused, they ended up charging him with activities related to January 6th. Now, you can bet that if Jeremy Brown had said, sure, I'll show up in D.C. on January 6th, and I will uh, end up giving you guys all the information that I get on people. What's up, Lisa Lady? Good to see you. Then Jeremy Brown would not have been charged. Okay, Jeremy Brown refused to allow the FBI agents into his home, and as a result, they stormed his home in the same way that they stormed Mar-a-Lago, perhaps with not nearly as much respect as Mar-a-Lago. But uh, this now has come to light that, in fact, one of the first protesters that was inside the U.S. Capitol was an FBI informant. Now, the question remains, who allowed this person into the Capitol building? If there were... If there were Capitol Police agents, Capitol Police officers that were undercover, perhaps they had access to open the doors and to allow people in. And if this FBI informant was at the front of the pack, if he was one of the people, perhaps he was one of the people that were breaking windows, maybe he got in and he opened the doors and allowed everybody else to come in. Now, we don't know whether or not Ray Epps was officially an FBI informant. I mean, it's a pretty good chance that Ray Epps was working for the FBI. But unfortunately, we don't have that information quite yet. But we have 20 assets from the FBI, uh, from the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. uh, And uh, I'm sure there were a number of other ones that were present on January 6th that day as well. So this report is coming from the Epic Times. And the allegation itself comes from a motion that is seeking to dismiss the seditious conspiracy and obstruction charges against 10 people who were charged with January 6th crimes. These are all Oath Keepers defendants. Uh, I'm sure that they uh, are are fairly prominent. David Fisher uh, and uh, the attorney Thomas Caldwell of Berryville, Virginia, filed a new 41-page motion on behalf of all of the Oath Keepers to get this case dismissed. Uh, This is great. This is really good news. Now, I'm certain since it's coming from the lawyer for the defense and it's in this motion, uh, I would imagine that there must have been Brady material that was handed over to the lawyer for the Oath Keepers, uh, which showed that there were all of these people in the crowd that were um, that were there uh, to uh, to rile them up. So certainly more information is going to come out and uh, we'll be hearing about it soon. 
All right, now we've only got about 10 minutes left. I want to round out the show by discussing that raid on Trump's home at Mar-a-Lago. Now, obviously, I wasn't in town. If I would have been in town, you guys, I would have driven straight down to Palm Beach and I would have been reporting from the scene. But unfortunately, I couldn't do that. Uh, So I was picking this stuff up as I was driving and hearing about it. Uh, When I first got word that uh, Trump's Mar-a-Lago had been raided, uh, it came in the form of text messages from, uh, I believe, Stan. Stan was the first one to send me a text message. I saw one from Sean Anon. Uh, Got a whole bunch of them from a bunch of different people. Um, And uh, it turns out, yes, of course, we were figuring that there was security footage from that day. Uh, the FBI had asked the security at uh, at Mar-a-Lago to turn that off. They did not turn it off. I think that everybody has figured that probably evidence was planted by FBI agents because that's the only logical reason that they would have to want the cameras to turn off. If they were uh, going to be doing their job correctly, then they should have no problem uh, knowing that there's an eye in the sky. Uh, Eric Trump has said that they are going to release the uh, video footage. Uh, I believe that they should do that the sooner the better. But, you know, uh, Donald Trump and Eric Trump and the Trump family, they know better than I do. Uh, If there is something on that video footage that is going to lead to uh, perhaps charges against FBI agents, uh, I I think that it's best that they do it in the time that uh, that, you know, is going to work out the best for them because they're the ones that are facing the legal ramifications. Now, it's also come out that the FBI agents uh, that were involved in this raid on Donald Trump's home also happened to be FBI agents that were under investigation by special counsel John Durham uh, for the mismanagement uh, and uh, and the crimes that they committed during Spygate back at the FBI. Uh, so it turns out that uh, the uh, the special counsel, when a lot of people thought that John Durham was doing nothing, he was actually secretly investigating the FBI agents that were trying to entrap Donald Trump The entire time, the entire time. I want you to realize, guys, and I've said this so many times before, just because you don't see something happening before your eyes doesn't mean that it's not taking place behind the scenes. Uh, I have had so many people in the chat over the course of the last couple of years who said, where's Durham? Durham's not doing anything. There's nothing going on. Well, here we now have uh, what is essentially a very large clue as to what exactly John Durham was doing that entire time. Certainly, he and his team were working on the cases that we've seen publicly, uh, and uh, although we may not have gotten uh, a guilty verdict in the first one, uh, Danchenko is coming up here real soon. That's in an absolutely not different jurisdiction than, uh, than the Michael Sussman trial, and I think that one's going to go in a very, very different direction. I'm getting a call right now. Let me shut that down. Uh, So we have a lot of things that are still going to be coming from the Durham investigation. And to me, the most important one, the most exciting one is learning that John Durham has been investigating these agents from the FBI and knowing that they are the same ones who went to uh, Donald Trump's home. That makes me believe that they were there looking for evidence of Spygate to learn what Donald Trump knew, because all of the documents that they ended up taking had already previously been declassified by the president. Donald Trump went on a large spree of declassification over the course of his time in office, and a lot of that stuff had to do with Spygate. Even if it wasn't released uh, at the proper times by the proper people, certainly he had copies of all of that. Uh, they took all of that information. They also took his passports, which have now been returned. Uh, I heard a lot of people saying, and especially people in the left-wing media, saying that uh, with with this word that Donald Trump's passports have been taken, we can assume that criminal charges are likely and they're coming very, very soon. Well, the FBI quickly had to uh, turn that around and tell Donald Trump that they inadvertently took his passports. It was uh, outside of the scope of the original warrant, and so therefore they had to return it. So I don't think Donald Trump is in danger of getting indicted uh, for anything anytime soon. He has committed no crimes. Uh, There was not even any violations of the Presidential Records Act. You know, Donald Trump had a security clearance. He still maintains that security clearance. Uh, I, I saw Peter Strzok 
trying to insinuate that the fact that Donald Trump had multiple passports, that there would be something odd about that. Well, when you're a president, you have your initial passport. Then you're given a presidential passport, which says the person who has this passport is president of the United States. So you can come and go from wherever you are, any place you want to go. When you leave the office of the presidency, they give you another passport that says this person used to be president. So treat them with respect. Uh, And he probably had another one that was uh, previously expired. So nothing weird about it at all. Uh, Peter Strzok is, is, is one of the most loathsome individuals that I have ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> Liana Wilbert, uh, Carrie Lake said that Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis had BDE. If you don't know what that means, then do me a favor and uh, and search for it online. Okay, you guys, uh, we're going to go ahead and go through the final thank yous that I have here. Uh, I need to say thank you to Aunt Sophie, Uh, She says, thank you from a mama bear for all your hard work. I'd love to cook dinner for a whole bunch of y'all, but for now, this will have to do. Thank you very, very much. Uh, Also, Floor, good to see you, Floor. Uh, She says, thank you for all your hard work bringing us the facts. We are the news. Uh, Deb says, thank you for all you're doing, for taking up the call. God bless and keep you. Uh, Oceanified says, hey, thank you so much for the breakdown from the pit. It was so frustrating not understanding what was happening over the weekend, and I appreciate you getting the info to us as promptly as you were able and explaining it as best you could. You are a league above, and I am thankful for all you do. Thank you so much. Also, Shaylee said, uh, thinking of you and Miss Lisa, you are in our hearts and prayers. You are doing great work, and we love you both. Thank you very much. Uh, Mark also said, you're a good man, Zach. Thank you for all you do. And Brown Merrill, uh, thank you very much, uh, says, much love and great show. Thanks for showing us President Trump's rally. So that was from the other day. And then let me just make sure there isn't another one here on my phone. And nope, that's it. That is everything right there. So I'm going to go through the thank yous over here on Foxhole as well. Uh, Carenza says, you were awesome on Patel's show last night. Thank you very, very much. Thick Ray says, uh, Red Pill 78, the truth is loose. Ammo Maker says, huge week, missed you. I predict 50-seat majority in November. I, I'm right there with you. I think that we're going to have a super majority. Uh, Jack McMick, uh, thank you for the cookie. Pacific Northwest Sasquatch says, yay. Who cares? Says, my opinion, Cheney will need to be watched. A wounded animal is dangerous. Cheney might think that she has the upper hand here. Uh, you know, she's not under criminal indictment. All she's done is stand up to Donald Trump and created uh, a sort of folk hero in herself amongst people of the left and the rhino establishment on the right. So I understand what you're saying, uh, but I don't think that Liz Cheney perceives herself as really being in any danger. I think that she knew full well going up against Donald Trump what that could mean. Uh, But she weighed that positive and negative and she said it was worth it uh, because she wasn't willing to align herself with the American people. She wanted to align herself with that failing deep state organization that she had previously aligned herself with. Uh, Janice17, thank you. Uh, Piss Van Tinkle says, could you create a meme with her concession speech with some sad violin music playing? Yes, yes, I can. I will do that after this. Uh, Warrior Mima, thank you very much. Carenza uh, says a question. How do we figure out America First candidates for Florida Charlotte County. Gosh, you know, I mean, I think that the only way, uh, because I'm not familiar with Charlotte County and anybody there, uh, is to look at the list of people that Ron DeSantis has endorsed uh, and also just do a bit of deep research on those people who are running. Probably, if it's a countywide position, uh, you should give them a call, too, and you should go in and speak to them in person and uh, ask them flat out, what is their opinion of what happened in the 2020 election? Um, You know, you can start out by telling them, you know, how you feel about it, but you may want to ask them directly so that you can see if they try to evade or they say Donald Trump was lying about the election. And if if they actually believe that, well, then you can go ahead and um, and inform them of what happened. I am going to say this. There is a distinct possibility that in certain races, uh, the choice is going to be between, uh, you know, somebody who doesn't believe the election was stolen and a Democrat. And in those cases, I think that we have an opportunity to educate those people and show them what truly happened, because they might still be in that blank brainwashed state, but it doesn't mean that they can't be brought out of it. 
Uh, H2O Maven, thank you for the gold pills. Also, Warrior Mima. Tracy S. says, I'm so glad you're back. I missed you last week. I miss being here with you guys, too. Electric Soul, uh, you should have looked me up when you were in Phoenix. Oh, dude, I didn't even know you were in Phoenix. And I didn't even know exactly where we were going. I only knew that we were going to the Arizona area. Um, And my phone was dead 90% of the time. I didn't even get any pictures with anybody. I got a picture with... Uh, uh, with uh, uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, but that's because he asked to take a picture with me and then he texted it to me. Uh, let's see, Warrior Mima, Ding Dong, The Witch is Dead, Long Live the Republic. So long, Liz Cheney. Goodbye. Sean Joe, thank you very much. Oki7, thank you very much. Lou Ann V says, uh, thank you for your pit debrief. You were the first to report. Oh, awesome, cool. Uh, just decue, just decues, just, just dickies, duckies, just duckies. Uh, says, glad you're back from the pit and can't wait for the cabal to be exposed to the light further. Me too. Roadless Wolf says, you forgot about how Congress now gets 24 times matching campaign funds from D.C. Thanks to Congress a year ago. Absolutely, I forgot about that. That's disgusting. Uh, Switchrod says, we decry Democrat FBI admin state evil. Failed to call out guilty Republicans. Gaslights division. Julie 65, thank you, Sean Joe, thank you, Switchrod. Uh, so we must clarify common evil of the establishment. As we red pill, build local, be ungovernable, peacefully ungovernable, resurrect republic constitutionality person to person to Christ-like. I don't think it's too Christ-like at all. I think that every single one of us can have a massive impact on the people in your lives and the people that you meet on a daily basis. And this is not simply a left and right issue. This is truly good versus evil. This is the people, we the people of America versus the cabal. Uh, because the cabal knows no political stripe necessarily. Uh, you know, th- this is something actually I-, I meant to like make a point about this. You know, there are so many people who who are like, oh, it's the Masons. No, it's the Jews. No, it's the Chinese. You know, and, and they they pick a group and they say, uh, you know, that these are the people that we're fighting against. I say the cabal because evil people hide under a label of one thing or another. And truthfully, when you look at it, They know no true ideology other than they hate America and they want personal power for themselves. So I say the cabal because that encompasses all of those evil groups out there that are working to destroy us and our way of life. Uh, Deborah, thank you very much. You said thanks for going to the pit. Uh, Six Dad 77 says the less I hear of John Durham, the happier and more excited I get about him. That's right. No leaks is a very, very good thing. We don't want to be hearing about these things before they actually are announced through court. Uh, A. Allen, thank you for the can. Switchrod says, I pray for irrelevance of the Fed, D.C., servant state government, BDE for we the people. Thank you, sir. All and thank you, everybody here. Trusty Turnip, thanks for that. Deplorable Laura says, Brown Marable is me, deplorable Laura, FYI. I wasn't sure if I was supposed to say that, so I didn't want to dox you. So, yes, thank you, deplorable Laura. Appreciate it. Cozy Bear, thank you. Go Dog Go says, Make the Cheney meme with out of tune violin music. Yes, uh, like the out of tune uh, Titanic song. Janice 17, thank you for the cookie. All right, you guys, uh, I want to say thank you very, very much. I really appreciate you being here. I am so glad to be back. I've got another interview coming out this afternoon. I will be back tomorrow with Occam's Razor with Abe at 1 p.m. and then another episode of Red Pill News after that. And then this weekend, I am going to the premiere of Selection Code. Mike Lindell is putting on an event with Laura Logan and Tina Peters. Uh, So I will be in... um, what is it? Uh, it's not Minneapolis. It's uh, someplace else. It's in Missouri, I think. It's in it's in Missouri. So if you're going to be at the premiere of Selection Code at Mike Lindell's event, let me know and we can get together. So I'm going to be doing interviews on the scene. I'm not certain what the streaming situation is going to be like at my hotel, but I am going to try to stream. I know that Scott Kesterson and I are staying in the same hotel, so maybe we'll do something live together. Uh, But yeah, thank you very much for your generosity over there on Rumble and over there on the Foxhole today. Really, really appreciate it. Say goodbye to Liz Cheney for me and don't let the door hit you on the way out. Uh, Let me go ahead and pass out the gold pills over here on the foxhole, and then that'll be all, and then I'll be back later on this afternoon. So there go the gold pills, and that should be it. All right, you guys, good luck, and God bless. We'll see you tonight.